This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is the number one thing you can do today that will help you hunt better this fall? We're going to dive into that on this episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're talking about the number one thing that you can do today, right now, to help you hunt better this coming season. Now, this is focusing, guys, a little bit on shotgun hunting. Um, No two ways about it. However, also some things in here for the rifle hunter. But the single biggest thing you can do, it's not something you can buy. It's not a piece of gear you can get. It is not research you can do. It is not scouting even. Scouting right now? mm, not so helpful come to fall. Now, maybe you're listening to this different time of the year. This is a, a, a early summer episode uh, when this is being released. Of course, this information will be helpful for you no matter when you listen to this. But the number one thing you can do right now is get out there and get realistic practice. And when I say realistic practice... I mean, you need to shoot moving targets, all right? You have to get practice shooting at moving targets, whether you're a duck hunter, pheasant hunter, dove hunter, even squirrel hunter. Whatever you might be going after, you need practice shooting at targets that are moving. And I'll talk a little bit more about what you can do from the rifle side momentarily. But for the shotgun hunter, the single biggest thing that you need 
just so happens to be the single most overlooked thing in most people's playbook, and that is practice shooting sporting clays. Now, people like to shoot trap. They like to shoot skeet. Those are fine. Those are good. Those are helpful. Do it. If that's all you can do, do lots of it. But nothing I have found is better at helping you become a better hunter than shooting sporting clays. Now, if, you are, if you're new to the sport and you don't know what any of those things even are, let me break it down for you real quick. So we're talking about clay targets, right? Some people call them clay birds. Some people call them clays. You can go to Walmart or wherever, and you can get a box of about 100 of them for, I don't know, somewhere around $10, plus or minus a couple dollars, depending on your area and what's going on with the economy and the elections and everything else. And these targets are meant to be thrown into the air and shot at, and when you hit them, they break into a bajillion little pieces, ideally. Now, there's three major ways that these are shot. The first is called trap shooting. The second is skeet shooting. The third is sporting clays. They're all different, though there are many similarities. All of them involve shooting these clay targets out of the air. It's just a matter of where are they coming from, where are they going, and what is the setup like. So when people talk about trap shooting... That involves you standing usually behind what they call a trap house or the trap and then the clay target is thrown away from you. Now it could be thrown straight away, it could be to the right, to the left, up higher, down low, but this clay target's being thrown away from you, at least partially, and you're trying to shoot at it as it flies away. The idea here, the name trap actually goes back a good long while to when they used to release live birds, chuckers or pigeons or pheasants or grouse or quail or whatever live bird that they had, they would put them in a cage or a trap. They would yell, pull which people have become familiar with. And what that was the sign for was for the person to pull, whether it by hand or by a string attached, to the latch or the pin holding the trap shut. So you would yell pull, and then somebody would pull that latch or that pin, the door would become unlocked, and then the birds would fly out of the trap away from you, and you would do target practice with live birds. This is still done some places, but by and large, it has been replaced, at least in the U.S., with clay pigeons, clay targets, these clay discs. When you hear clay pigeon, they just mean a clay disc. And they used to do use real pigeons in these traps sometimes. And so they talk about replacing the real pigeon with a clay pigeon, but it doesn't look like a pigeon. It's just a disc. So this clay disc would, would fly into the air and you would shoot at it. So you're, they're flying away from you, just like the birds released from the trap would fly away from you. And so while not quite as realistic as live birds, it is certainly more humane, much less expensive, and you're able to get a lot more practice, even if the level of realism is slightly diminished. So that's what they call trap shooting. Skeet shooting 
is you're standing at a range and then these clay targets are, are shot across in front of you. So from left to right and then right to left. And they could come in singles or in pairs or one and the other, or both at the same time. And the idea here is a crossing shot or a passing shot in front of you. So very often you'll go to a trap range or you'll go to a skeet range. And it is one or the other. Maybe some places have both. And so they're either flying away from you or they're crossing in front of you. So if they're crossing in front of you, that's skeet shooting. If they're flying away from you, like I said, could be at any number of angles and those angles could change with every shot. But that's trap shooting because the birds are flying away out of the trap. Then you have sporting clays. And this confuses a lot of people because when they hear sporting clays, they just think you're talking about the targets because sometimes they're referred to as sporting clays as in the clay targets are for sporting purposes. There's some confusion there. But sporting clays is done on a course and it's kind of like golf. All right, now at golf, you have 18 holes. Typically with sporting clays, you have 20 holes or 20 positions. But sometimes it's even referred to as holes like it is on a golf course. And so you would go to hole number one and there are going to be clay targets. Some number are going to be fired from somewhere. And if it's your first time at the course, you will not know unless the person who's running the course tells you, or sometimes they will do what they call a show pair or a show, and they will fire them um, wherever they're going to come from with nobody shooting, just so everybody can know where they're going to come from. And so then everybody's ready to shoot in the right positions. That can be pretty standard. However, it's not quite as realistic when you know where they're going to come from because in the real world, you don't always know. In fact, you rarely know. But nonetheless, you're going to go to hole number one and maybe they're just going to have two fired towards you at an angle crossing in front of you. It'll be one, then another. And then there you go. You shoot at one, you shoot at the other. Then maybe you go to hole number two and there's going to be two coming from behind you and then there's going to be two coming from left to right. And you don't know maybe the details, what's going to happen, but you those first two come, you shoot at them, you reload your shotgun, the next two go, and you shoot at them. Then maybe you go to hole number three. And you're going to have um, two fired in rapid succession in front of you from left to right. And then you're going to have two fired at the same time from the right. And then two fired at the same time from the left. And so you got to shoot the first two, one, two, reload, two, four, reload, five, six. And uh, it could be some pretty fast action. It can be, and if there's wind, then you can have some actual realism because these things could fly in all kinds of crazy different ways that are unpredictable and not the same between shots. And so the idea then is you have a 20 position course, usually 100 clays for 20 positions. So if you run the math, that's an average of five clays per position. Some have more, some have less. And so this is a 20 different places where you're going to have 100 clays from different angles, different heights, different velocities, sometimes one at a time, two at a time, rapid fire, four shots, six shots, could be eight shots, all depends on that particular course. And every sporting clays course is different, kind of like how every golf course is different. 
And so you're keeping score of how many you break versus how many you miss. And then whoever has the best score at the end, they win that round. And of course, you could play against your own personal score, so on and so on. And so that is Sporting Clays, and that's going to a Sporting Clays course. And you can imagine from this description, that is what I've found to be the single most helpful thing any hunter can do to develop marksmanship. All right. You got to know how far do you lead these clay targets? You know, they're flying how fast? So how far ahead of them do you need to shoot? They're coming at this angle. Where do you aim? How big is your pattern? What kind of choke tube are you using? What does it look like when you throw that lead into the air? And so this practice is invaluable. Nothing will put more birds on your table than sporting clays practice in the off season or even during the on season for that matter. Now, if you're a rifle hunter, how could sporting clays possibly benefit you? How could it not? Fast target acquisition, fast follow-ups, quick thinking, reloading, shooting at moving targets. How could this do anything but help the rifle hunter? Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Uh, now, you may, depending on how old you are, you may remember back to a day and a time when there was an Olympic sport called running deer. All right. And they had this fake deer target that would be on a, a system of pulleys and strings and whatever. And it would run from left to right or right to left at a distance in front of you. And you would take, you know, X number of shots at it, try to hit it in the vital area and uh, get that deer while it was running, depending on where you hit it and how many hits you had, you would get certain scores and then you'd win or lose. And it was called running deer. Well, it was eliminated from Olympic competition, variety of reasons. I don't think anybody could say there was just one reason that was the only reason, you know, politics is a reason, trying to get shooting sports out of the games is a reason. But another reason is that you had too many people ended up then shooting at real running deer and missing and wounding deer because they were terrible shots and they didn't practice and they didn't know what to do and where to aim and how far to lead a shot. They never developed the skill set that the Olympians were developing and showing off in front of the entire world. 
So it looked easy. It, it created this impression in their minds that, hey, you know, you can totally shoot out a running deer and hit it. They do it in the Olympics all the time. Yes, yes, they do. The best marksmen in the world shoot at running deer in the Olympics and hit them much of the time. They're the best marksmen in the world. And get this, they practice at it. They actually practice in a lot. But you have people that watch it and they think, well, because they saw it on TV, they can do it. And they go and they miss and they wound deer and animals escape and they die later and they shoot recklessly and bullets go everywhere and they hit other hunters, you know, a quarter mile away and all kinds of things like this happen because people are idiots. But the principles here, it's not illegal to shoot at a running deer. Well, at least maybe in some states it is. I don't know. Check your local jurisdiction and laws. Uh, it's not illegal to my knowledge to shoot at a running deer or a walking deer at least anywhere I can think of offhand. But it's a different skill set than shooting at a stationary target. And you need to develop that skill set if you are going to take those shots. And sporting clays is a nice place to help develop that skill. Now, you're going to need to do other kinds of shooting. This is not a one-to-one -one style of practice, but it is beneficial towards shooting at a moving target with a rifle, even if it's just a squirrel in a tree or something like that. This can be beneficial for that kind of hunting. And in many uh, different sporting clays courses, they have ground targets. They'll have what they call a rabbit target, which is a a clay target that'll roll down a chute and then bounce across the ground in front of you from left to right like a rabbit running. Sometimes at mid-range, sometimes at close range, and you're trying to hit this rabbit, this little clay with a shotgun, sometimes as close as 15 or 20 feet. And at 15 or 20 feet, a shotgun, even, even if it's birdshot with a wide open choke, is about the size of a golf ball. I mean, or at least it feels like it. You're trying to basically hit this clay target with a rifle round. It's almost that small, how, how big your pattern is at that range. And so that can be really good practice on those types of shots in order to help the rifle hunter. Because uh, you are developing a skill set. You're flexing marksmanship muscles that you almost never get to use. And almost everybody is terrible at it their first couple times. I mean, sporting clays in general, but specifically these rabbit holes. Uh, and you go in there and you're shooting at these fake rabbits and almost nobody's any good at it their first couple times out on the course. And so it takes a while to get built up to it. It takes a while to develop, to, to gain and flex those muscles. Um... And sometimes people go and it's a hundred clay course and they hit 30 and they feel so discouraged and they feel like they're terrible and they feel like they're no good at this. You, you got you to gotta change the way you're looking at this. This is practice. Of course you're no good at it. You've never done it before. The whole goal, and you're not going to be any good at shooting real birds either. Everybody thinks that they are. Everybody imagines themselves as a great marksman somehow. 
And, uh, you know, I have found in my small experience, I think that the average success rate of shots fired in the woods to birds downed is around 30%, plus or minus. The average. You're taking people that are good at shooting and people that are terrible at shooting. So if you're going out and you shoot a whole box of ammo, 25 shots, a third of that is what, about eight? You might connect eight times on average. That's the average now. A lot of people are worse than that. Some people are better than that. But the, if you go to a sporting clays course and you hit 20 targets or 30 targets, it, how you feel about that is irrelevant, right? You're better off not even having a feeling. What you do then, that's your benchmark. All right, we went in, we got 20% of our targets that we hit. We hit 20 out of 100. And you may feel like the worst person there or the worst person in your group. And uh, that's a waste of time to even think like that. The goal is then to go back next time and hit 25 or 30 targets instead of 20. And then go back next time and try to get 35 targets and try to get 40 targets, try to get 45 targets. And if you can up your percentage on sporting clays from 20% success rate to 40% success rate, you have doubled the amount of targets that you're hitting, which will equate maybe to something like hitting double the amount of game birds that you're shooting at when you're actually in the woods. And if you can get your percentage higher, no matter, no matter where you start, if it's 10%, if you can get up to 20%, you've doubled your take-home. If you're at 50% and you can get up to 60%, you're taking home a lot more birds. You're becoming a better shooter. Now, this isn't without a cost, though. It costs money to shoot sporting clays. What kind of money are we talking about? Well, I have seen... Now, this is my area, western, rural Pennsylvania. I've seen courses ranging between 40 and $70 on average. Somewhere in that space, 40 to $70 for a 100 clay course, 20 positions, plus the ammo. So the, the course I like to go to, it's $50. And uh, it's, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes from my house. It's a great place. Small, tiny, middle of nowhere, 50 bucks plus ammo. So you need 100 shots. That's four boxes of ammo. That's another $40. So you're going into this thing for 100 bucks, right? It's not going to be much cheaper than that. With the course plus the ammo, some places let you bring your own ammo. Some courses make you buy it there. Find out in advance before you go. And uh, often you do need a group of people to go. You need a, a, at least a handful. Some places will do two or three. Rarely will they let singles go through. Sometimes... Sometimes it depends. Call in advance. Ask if you need a group. Put together a couple guys or ask them when there's going to be a group that you could join uh, to go out. And sometimes it'll be cheaper if you go with a group versus individual. Or it may be a fixed price to go with a group and more expensive to go individual. Find out and then work out whatever makes sense for you and where you're at. But I've found often it's easy to get guys to go do this because it's fun. It is a ton of fun. To quote one person that went with us one time, 
Uh, I think their exact words were, this is more fun than it should be legal for an adult to have. <laughs> Just shooting these clay targets out of the air. It can be a ton of fun. And, you know, people that know nothing and are terrible at it can have a ton of fun. And the idea, though, is not to do it one time. If you do it just one time, that's of some benefit. But you need to do it regularly. I mean, I would say at least two or three times a year you should go do this. Because you want to get better. You want to improve. So you're looking at, you know, if it's $100 total in outing. So if you're going to go two or three times, that's two or $300 a year. Where do you come up with that money? Easy. Very easy. Stop buying other stuff that doesn't matter or matters very little. Stop buying super expensive ammo. Stop buying super expensive shotguns. Stop buying $180 base layers. Stop buying 72 different choke tubes. Stop buying every kind of this or every kind of that ammo. Stop doing all that and go practice because nothing will make a bigger difference in the woods than practicing. Getting out there and shooting some sporting clays or if you don't have sporting clays in your area and all you can shoot is trap or skeet, shoot those. But find sporting clays courses. They're out there. If you search, if you Google, if you know the right people to ask, you can find them and save up money to do this. You know, put money aside, put ammo aside. You know, a great rule of thumbs. Every time you go to Walmart, buy a box of Target ammo for sporting clays. Every time you go out, just set a box aside, put 10 bucks in here. Or if you, you know, if you got to use whatever they have there, just, you know, every, every week you go out shopping, just take 10 bucks and put it in the sporting clays jar. And you go out two or three times a year, nothing will make a bigger difference than that. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. And especially, you know, those first couple years that you do this, you will gain so much. And, and a lot of it is like riding a bike. Okay? It's a skill you have to use to keep sharp. But once you've developed it, you never lose it. You will dull some, but you will still be capable. You know, if, if you are a, reach competition level and you're breaking 90, 95 out of 100 targets, all right, and you take a five-year break and never shoot another sporting clay, and then you decide, okay, I'm going to go out and shoot some more, you're not going to be down to 10 or 20 targets, you're probably going to be shooting 70s or 80s your next time back. All right, you don't lose this skill. It will dull some, right? You need to keep it sharp with regular practice. 
especially if you want to advance, you need regular practice. But once you've acquired the skill, you will have it for the rest of your life. It'll dull some if you go years and years without doing it, but you can sharpen it back up, get it back up. And here's the thing, you don't need to be 100%. You don't need to be competition level. If you can just get to the point where you're hitting more than you're missing, you will be out doing most hunters in the woods. And you are probably doing drastically better than you have ever done before. I could tell you right now, a 50% kill rate for bird hunting is outstanding. Now, if you went and asked people what their kill rate is, you know what you're going to get? Lies. And uh, I hate to tell this to you, but if somebody asks you what your kill rate is, you're going to give them lies. Whether you know you're lying or you just drastically overestimate your skill set, uh, it's just it's just rubbish most of the time. Nobody really recognizes how bad they are. They just don't. You don't you don't want to, you don't think like that. But test, right? Go out. All right, here I I've, I've got 50 rounds today. And I got two boxes of ammo, 50 shells, going bird hunting. When you come home, how many shells are you missing from those two boxes? How many birds do you have in hand? Do the math. Run the numbers. Do this all season. Every time you go out. Doves, grouse, geese, ducks, pheasants, whatever you're hunting. Do this all season. Count your shells. Get your averages. Find out what your kill rate is. All right? And I'm going to tell you, the average person that I've seen is around 30%. So if you're at 20%, that's that's for that's at the, the introductory level. That's at the new beginner level. That's nothing to be ashamed of. What that means is that with just a little practice, you should be able to get a lot of gains. If you're coming in at 40%, you're doing pretty good. You are beating the average. You are coming out on the higher end of the scale. You're probably going to tell people you're at 60%. Most people estimate their actual shooting uh, percentages. They pretty much double whatever the reality is. That's just, that's just human nature in this area. From what I've seen, maybe you've seen differently. But people tend to double whatever their actual percentage is. If they say, I hit about 50-50, they probably hit about 25%. People say, I hit about 60%. They probably really hit about 30%. If people ask you, you say, oh, I hit about 70%. You probably really hit about 35 People just overestimate. They just, they overestimate it. Uh, and this is just human nature. Uh, I can tell you, you know, a story here in the nonprofit world. People that give to support charities. Uh, the vast majority of people who believe that they're a monthly donor to a charity in actuality give six to eight times a year. But they would fight you to the death. They would swear under oath that they give every single month, that they give 12 times a year. But the, the truth, the number of checks written, the bank records show average of six to eight. People double in their mind what they actually do in the real world. They believe it too. It's not just that they're trying to deceive. You believe you're doing better or are better 
or have a better record than you really do. The only way to find out for sure is to go and shoot some sporting clays, to keep track of your number of shells that you're actually shooting versus birds that are coming home, and get that data. And then once you know, you practice, and you can then measure your improvements. And this is exciting. Because if I take somebody out into the woods, and they hit one out of 10 shots, and then two years later, they're hitting 50% of their shots, it's a, it's a different world. Hunting is a different sport. It is so much more fun. It is so much more rewarding. It is so much cheaper with so much less wasted ammo. It's better for the game because you got fewer cripples and losses. This is huge. All right. It really makes a massive difference. Nothing you can buy will help you more than sporting clay practice. You're like, well, you know, I need to get a better shotgun. Yeah, probably not. Probably, it's probably not going to help you more than sporting clays. It really isn't. You know, take that new shotgun money and go and shoot sporting clays for a few seasons. And then once you've incre increased your effectiveness, then go out and get a new shotgun. You know, unless you are hunting with like a bolt action 410, chances are a new shotgun is not going to do a huge amount to improve your effectiveness. But sporting clays can. Actual skills that you're developing and practicing and honing and sharpening in the woods can make all the difference in the world. So what you need to do is go to Google, type in sporting clays near me, sporting clays courses, sporting clays ranges, and find the nearest one. If it's an hour away, that's not so bad. How long does it take to do one of these courses? Uh, somewhere around two to three hours on average. If you have a big party, a big group of people could take more. But you make a half a day out of it, right? If the course is far away, drive out there with your buddies, get some breakfast, go to the course, or head out early, go to the course, then stop for lunch after, make an event out of it, right? An hour drive is nothing to do a couple times a year for top quality practice, Two or three hour drive. You know, if you got to drive out there the night before, get a hotel room and then wake up in the morning fresh to go sporting clays, that make a trip out of it. Make a, make a weekend the thing out of it. A lot of times people do this with their spouse. Even if they're a non-hunter, they find it fun to go out and do this. And oftentimes you can rent a shotgun if you don't have that many shotguns, whatever the case is. And with sporting clays, you're using target loads, low recoil, low impact easy on the shoulder. Anybody can do it. You can use a 20 gauge. You can use a 28 gauge, whatever you want to do. It can be a ton of fun. And so guys, I would encourage you. This is probably the most important thing you can do over the summer is stash away $10 bills. Whenever you, whenever you go shopping, whenever you get paid, throw them in the sporting clays jar and then go out a few times. If you don't believe me, go do it once. Go do it one time and then see what you think. Uh, you know, I would absolutely encourage you to do it. And while you're stashing away those $10 bills for sporting clays, why don't you throw back a dollar every now and then for the new hunter's guide, become a Patreon member, would really appreciate your support to help keep the podcast and the YouTube channel going and able to expand and do and test new things 
and uh, just do all the various things that I do here. It's super helpful. Every single dollar that comes in from Patreon goes right into test videos, goes right into to supplies for videos and things like that, it goes right back into content. Every dollar that comes in. And so guys, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode, as well as hundreds of other hunting episodes. Of course, you can find the link to Patreon there, or just go to Patreon and search for the New Hunters Guide. Would love to hear from you guys. Would love your feedback. If you go sporting clay shooting for the first time after listening to this episode, write me. I want to know what you think, if you agree, what your perspective is, if you enjoy it, what you think about its impact on your shooting and your hunting and your future, please, 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 please let me know. Head to the website. You can reach me through the contact form. You can reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on YouTube. I reply to every legitimate message that comes in. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>